On a Friday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, we've been talking quarterbacks all week. We talked about the 2010s, the 2000s, and everything before the 2000s. It's now time to rank Arizona State quarterbacks all time. This is our top 10 on the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, baseball, and otherwise. Make sure that you're following this podcast wherever you get your podcast. We're free and available on all platforms, which includes but is not limited to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey. We're also on YouTube if you would like to see my beautiful face as I talk everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Follow me on Twitter as well at RichieBrads36. Follow the Locked on Sun Devils Twitter page while you're there as well, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Now, guys, this is a top 10 list today for the greatest Arizona State quarterbacks of all time, so I don't want to waste any more time. We're going to go ahead and hop right into this bad boy. The way I want to break it down is we're going to go 10, 9, 8 segment, 7, 6, 5 segment, 4, 3, 2, 1. Because those top four, it's going to be very controversial, and I want to be able to go boom, 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 boom right through them. In the meantime, I am ready for your hate. I am ready for it. Because remember, this is my opinion, and my opinion is always wrong, according to some people. Let's go ahead. We're going to start right off with number 10, Mike Bergovici. And I feel like this is already going to stir the pot a little bit because some people are going to say, well, he was only a one-year starter. And he was only six and seven in that year as a starter. And quite frankly, Arizona State, this is where they started to take a turn for the worst in the Todd Graham era. Totally understand. Have to take into account how much Berkovici lost, though. He didn't have Jalen Strong anymore. He lost some of his offensive line. The defense was gone. No more Will Sutton. There, there was a lot of guys that they had to overcome the loss of. And it wasn't easy. In fact, a lot of guys had to move around. People remember DJ Foster swapped over to wide receiver because of the loss of Jalen Strong. Cameron Smith, who a lot of us were really hoping would take that next step, was injured and he wasn't on the field. Meanwhile, Bergovici took some guys and turned them into NFL guys, like NFL players. Tim White and Devin Lucian both ended up getting to the pros because of Mike Bergovici. He made those guys better. And when you can make guys around you better, that is absolutely something to take note of. That, and I mean, statistically, he had a very, very good year. Third all-time in single-season passing yards. He threw 3,855 yards. He also tied for first place single-season 30 touchdown passes. He did this in one year, almost 4,000 yards, 30 touchdown passes, while making guys around him better. DJ Foster's transition to wide receiver was successful because of Berkovici. Devin Lucian transferring from UCLA because he didn't get the opportunities turned into a thousand yard receiver with Arizona State. Tim White, who not very many people would have known even in Tempe, Arizona, ends up becoming a household name. And the run game really took a step forward. Demario Richard, 
became that locked-in starter that he ended up becoming for his final three seasons at Arizona State. Kalen Balaj started to figure out his role a little bit more. But Berkovici truly, truly was transcendent to a certain extent for Arizona State football. It's just a bummer that we only got one year out of him because I feel like he could have been much higher on this list if he had that opportunity that guys like Andrew Walter had and Jake Plummer had. I'm not I'm not saying he's on that caliber because both of them are ahead of him for a reason, but I feel like he could have had just as successful a career as those guys did and just didn't get the opportunity because he didn't play long enough. Now, moving on to number nine, somebody who did play quite a while for the Arizona State. I'm going Manny Wilkins here. Manny is going to get the edge over some other guys because of everything that he did at the quarterback position. He was a dynamic runner, but he also was a rock-solid quarterback who found a way to be exciting and boring all at the same time. He was he was so safe that there were times where you were frustrated and wish he would take more shots, but there were also some times where you're like, oh, thank God he didn't make that throw. Thank God he took off for that run. And speaking of running, Manny is one of the one of the three best running quarterbacks that Arizona State has ever seen. I'd only put him behind Jaden Daniels and Mark Malone. Other than that, I'd probably put Manny ahead of a Taylor Kelly. I'd put him ahead of Danny White for sure. Arizona State has had some very solid mobile quarterbacks. Manny Wilkins, one of the three best that we've ever had. And he did a really good job for Arizona State in a weird transitional period. He he took over at the end of the Todd Graham era. His final, his, uh, excuse me, Graham's final two seasons, Manny Wilkins was the starter there and was able to do the best and make the best out of a bad situation. While uh, Herm Edwards came in, he was that bridge quarterback that was just the perfect situation for Herm Edwards was to come in with a senior starting quarterback, allow Herm to get his feet wet and underneath him, and eventually bring in Jaden Daniels, who had a really solid stint his three years with Arizona State. Can't complain there. So I got Manny at number nine. Uh, for what it's worth, while it is on the top of my head, Jaden Daniels did not crack my top 10. The reason why is because we really only got two years out of him because he only played four games in 2020. Not his fault, but we only played the four games. He went two and two in those games. And he had a great freshman year and a really down junior year. So just wasn't enough for me to truly get him on this list. So want want to make that note now. Coming in at eighth on my list is Mark Malone. Mark Malone being probably the greatest running quarterback that Arizona State has ever had. The fact that he he just so far ahead of his time for being a guy who played in the late 70s and early 80s. And he was playing football the way that guys like Cam Newton played football. Just that bruising style of running, backbreaking, and challenging defenders. This is an era where you could smack the quarterback and you still were having a headache and not a good time when Mark Malone was breaking the pocket. Malone was a very successful quarterback too. 24 and 12 record for what that's worth. I mean, that's pretty rock solid if I say so myself. You have to be really happy with the production that Malone put out for you. It was really hard to put him this low on my list, but I feel so confident about everybody else that I have ahead of him that I know this isn't going to be very popular to have Malone at number eight. But everyone I have ahead of him, I feel really, really good 
about having ahead of him. So apologies to my family who I know are not going to be very happy with me at all for having Mark Malone that low, but it is what it is. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and break it off here for the end of the first segment. When we return for the second segment, we're going to go ahead and go number seven through five. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Guys, I know it's that time of year. We're ready to give up on our New Year's resolutions. I understand. I'm starting to feel it too. But the good news is I'm not going to because I've got a protein bar that tastes delicious and is easy to stick to. And that's Built Bar. If you haven't tried the Puffs yet, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat and, of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. With plenty of fan-favorite flavors like yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. They're all so good that they're going to be your favorite. Give yourself, get, give yourself a good time. Go to Built.com. Scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away at how high in protein and low in calorie, high in fiber and low in carbs these Built Bars are compared to a candy bar, which just absolutely blows you away with how many calories and grams of sugar and net carbs they have. Built Bar also has tons of delicious flavors for the regular bars as well, like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And new for this month is the white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. They think a flavor might be good. They'll make it and it will be delicious and good for you. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy later. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. So do yourself a favor and go to BuiltBar.com right now. Type in the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And again, thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember that this podcast is free and available on all platforms. Let's go ahead, hop right back into this conversation. This time going to number seven. Number seven for me is going to be Dennis Sproul. I don't know how people feel about Sproul, but we need to remember that Sproul pretty much was a national champion for Arizona State. It's a whole debate about how we were shorted that year, 1975. Sproul was the starting quarterback where we went undefeated. We had that 12-0, that 12-0 run and somehow did not get the national championship. But regardless, Sproul was one of the biggest reasons that we were able to get that far. Sproul was never that guy who was like overly flashy in the box score. He was outside of the top 10 both or not both, excuse me, in passing yards. He did finish with 48 passing touchdowns in four seasons. Pretty dang solid when you consider the era he played in was the early 70s. Excuse me, not early, uh, mid-70s. Early, early 70s was Danny White. Regardless, this is still a point in time where passing the football is definitely not the quote-unquote sexy thing to do. But Sproul still found a way to be more than quality for Arizona State. And you have to be if you're going to lead your team to a Fiesta Bowl, which, again, should have been a national title championship for Arizona State. But at the time, of course, they were playing in the WAC. And a WAC team is just not going to be a national champion team. It unfortunately has to be, you know, classic saying it is what it is. But 
Dennis Rowell up there for me because he was a part of a 12-0 year where they won a Fiesta Bowl, upset Nebraska. And I mean, back in the 70s, that's a huge deal. Nebraska at one point in time is very similar to what Alabama is today for the young listeners who don't realize how good Nebraska was. So huge deal that Sproul was able to take down the Cornhuskers way back when. 12-0 season has, has him at number seven for me. Number six, Mike Pagel. Pagel was another really stud quarterback who played in the late 70s and dipped into the early 80s. He was also not the biggest stat producer in the world, but he, again, just like Sproul, was able to score uh, 48 touchdowns, did just enough for the team. Again, he was ne- he was never anything that was going to blow you out of the water. He did finish his career 32-15 and 15 for Arizona State. Or, excuse me, th- I was talking about Pagel. I was just looking to Sproul. Mike Pagel finished 31-15 and 15 during his time at Arizona State, was the bridge quarterback from from the end of the Frank Cush era into the beginning of the next era for Arizona State. You'll have to forgive me. I cannot remember the, the name of the head coach who took over. Very embarrassing. Super sorry about that. However, he was that bridge guy. He was the guy who took Arizona State to that next step. And it wasn't easy because this this was right about the time that we left the WAC and entered the Pac-12. It was within a few years of that transition. And Pagel, Pagel was a very, very good bridge quarterback for Arizona State. He managed to secure us uh, more than a handful of wins and more than good enough to get high on my list just outside of the top five. So number six, Mike Pagel. Number five, the most productive quarterback at Arizona State, Andrew Walter. Walter, first place all time in passing yards and passing touchdowns with over 10,000 passing yards and 85 touchdowns in his four-year career with Arizona State. He also managed to have three seasons of over 3,000 passing yards. He ties with Mike Bercovici with a 30-touchdown passing season. He also managed a 28-touchdown passing season. He has the single-game record with 536 yards in a single game. He managed to also throw 477 and 474 in games as well. Has a six, six passing touchdown game, three games with five passing touchdowns. When it, when, when it comes to production, Andrew Walter pretty much stands by himself. Truly phenomenal what he was able to do. Helped take Arizona State into a more modern era of football where Jake Plummer was starting to get Arizona State that way. You had Andrew Walter that truly took Arizona State into the modern age of football with passing as much as we do now. And I mean, to a certain extent, he was ahead of his time, right? Early 2000s, you still have teams that are drafting running backs with top five picks. And yes, I understand there's been a few since then, but I'm talking the 2005 draft had three running backs in the first five picks. This is this would have been when Walter came into the NFL. So what he was able to do was definitely ahead of his time, and he turned into one of the most successful passing quarterbacks, if not the most successful passing quarterback, at least from a statistical standpoint, that Arizona State has ever seen. Very, 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 very good quarterback. Very accomplished. 
managed to go 26 and 23 during his time at Arizona State. So not the not the winningest quarterback, but hey, it's it's a winning record. Nonetheless, the fact that he tops the list for Arizona State in all their categories definitely speaks to itself and speaks to the caliber player that he is. Arizona State couldn't have done it without him. That being said, that's going to go ahead and wrap up numbers seven through five. We're going to take our second break. When we return, it's time to go quarterbacks four, three, two, one, where I will allow the pandemonium and controversy to resume. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I hated taking pills and vitamins and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. Now I've been on it for a few weeks now and love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of like a mild tropical taste, and I actually look forward to it every morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and ad- I can't pronounce this adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of the things that you need. Here's the best part. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. It's cheaper than a cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutrition. With over 7,000 five-star reviews, This is also recommended by professional athletes. It's trusted by leading healthcare experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Athletic Green is a climate-neutral certified company. In 2020, AG produced carbon credits that support projects protecting old-growth rainforests. For every purchase, they they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious foods to kids in need including No Kid Hungry here in the United States. To make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com college. Again, that's athleticgreens.com college to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop of it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Again, go to athleticgreens.com slash college, take ownership of your health, and pick up the ultimate daily nu- nutritional insurance. Guys, after playing college basketball for so long now, I'm determined that I know the top teams for the Final Four. And I'm ready to determine who the national champion is with this upcoming week getting soon. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information, including podcasts and reviews for for all the leagues this season. From player props to the latest odds and contests, BetOnline.net has it all. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your continued source for all things sporting, including wagering, information needs, 
live betting, and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use the or or use the mobile app to get started right now. Use use uh use use Bet Online for all your sports gambling needs. Bet Online where the game starts. Okay, guys, stumbling over my ads. It's time to finally get into the top four. And I know this is not going to be fun for a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of controversy here, and it's okay. I welcome it because I am right and you are wrong. Oh, wait, nope, sorry. That would be ignorant of me. But I am right. I'm, I'm always right. Let's go ahead, hop into the top four now. We're going to start with controversy right off the bat. I know I talked this week about how I, I might be shifting my opinion to rank one quarterback over the other. But after a lot of thought, I have decided I'm going to stick to my guns. And I'm really sorry to my family members who are going to be upset with me here. But Jeff Van Raphorst is my number four quarterback, not top three. I do feel bad about this to a certain extent. Raphorst, the wildly successful quarterback for Arizona State, passed for 6,600 yards in a three-year span. So a little over 2,200 yards in a season in the mid-80s. He also wound up, where is that, 10th in passing touchdowns. He managed 44 touchdowns in a three-year span. Again, keep in mind that the 80s still isn't a very pass-heavy league. Only managed a 23-11 record in those three years. And I say only, I mean, that's still a really, really good record. The most important thing that he had though, is he had a 10 and one season, a Rose bowl victory over Michigan. And don't forget that this Michigan team was supported by Jim Harbaugh, that Jim Harbaugh. Yes. Jeff Van Raphorst had an MVP performance in the Rose bowl to lift Arizona state to not only its first Rose bowl appearance, but it's first Rose Bowl championship. And I mean, this was an absolutely astounding feat for Arizona State, considering they had been in the Pac-10 less than 10 years at this point. Just insane to think about what he was able to do with that team. Raphorst was an, was an absolute monster, at least from like, from like an important cog standpoint that Arizona State needed. He wasn't blown you out of the water with statistics. But again, he didn't need to. He was smart. He knew how to get into the end zone and ultimately gets into my top four here. I am very sorry that he's not higher than that to all of my family, friends. And, oh, man, I, I just know I'm going to get some heat for this. But I don't care. I'm going to my number three now. It's Taylor Kelly. I will not apologize for Taylor Kelly. I will apologize for Van Raphorst being low. I will not apologize for Taylor Kelly being high. My family has been bugging me so much lately by pretending they don't know who Taylor Kelly is. And unfortunately, I feel like there is a group of people who don't know who Taylor Kelly is. And that breaks my fragile little heart. Taylor Kelly is one of the most successful quarterbacks Arizona State has ever had. Finished fourth in passing yards, a little over 8,800 yards. Third in passing touchdowns was 79 he had some absolutely outstanding seasons, including two years where he threw 28 and 29 touchdown passes. He had two 3,000-yard passing seasons. 
Don't forget that his final year at Arizona State, 2014, 2014, he had missed uh, quite a handful of games because he had gotten banged up, which is where Berkovici came in and began, began his legacy. But Kelly was on his way to having a career year in 2014. And I truly feel like we don't appreciate Taylor Kelly for all the great things that he did as a Sun Devil because he did it with weapons and he did it with guys that you've never heard of. He was there for the for the Jeremy Miles and the Rashad Rosses, but he was also there for the Jalen Strongs. He was there for the Cameron Marshalls. He was there for the Marion Grices. He was there with no tight end. I, I think Cody Coyle might have been there at the time, but other than that, Taylor Kelly, you won with him or because of him, not with him. Sure, was he the greatest quarterback in the world? Probably not, but he was still more than good enough that he actually won you games. It wasn't one of those situations, like with no offense here, like a Manny Wilkins who you won with him because he was safe and he was smart. Taylor Kelly was a gamer. And an underrated one at that, too. Because you you add in that senior season where he got shorted quite a few games. He's going to be throwing over 3,000 yards again. He's going to be throwing right at that 25 to 30 touchdown mark. That was a 10-win Arizona State team. Ultimately lost the Pac-12 South to U of A that year. Heartbreaker. On that note, U of A uh, hasn't won a Rose Bowl yet. I forgot to mention that when I was talking about Jeff Ben Raphorse, but you know, just making sure that the record is straight that not only have they never won, but they've also never been there, but neither here nor there, I suppose. Ultimately though, Taylor Kelly, ultra productive, probably the most underrated Sun Devils quarterback ever. And I would tell you that overall for Sun Devils, Taylor Kelly is one of the five most underrated guys. I really wish that people would appreciate him the way that I appreciate him. Taylor Kelly, number three. Two and one, it's going to be the same as yesterday. I'll save you guys some time. Number two, Jake Plummer. Plummer had a magical senior season. A senior season which saw him go 11 and one with that one loss being in the Rose Bowl to Ohio State, which was costed because of amazing prevent defense that allowed Ohio State and David Boston to go right down the field. With that being said, though, Plummer was third in Heisman voting that year. He ended up third all-time in passing yards, fourth in passing touchdowns, had some terrific games by himself, and overall might have been the most exciting Arizona State Sun Devils quarterback. And he aged like a fine wine. He just got better and better and better until his senior year, and he just exploded. Not only that, but he goes on to have NFL success too, sticks around the league for a long time. And like I mentioned yesterday, ends up playing for the Arizona Cardinals and that's probably the biggest reason why he's so beloved in the state of Arizona is because he was a great Sun Devils quarterback and he was quite a few years the starter of the Arizona Cardinals. Factor all that in, it's super easy for anybody in the state of Arizona, even excuse me, even guys in Tucson who would identify as Arizona Cardinal fans, they have to have a little bit of love for Jake Plummer. Was always a quality NFL guy, but a very high-end quarterback in college with that outstanding senior season, arguably the greatest senior season or even single season, honestly, that an Arizona State quarterback has ever had. He does fall for me here to being number two instead of number one. 
because while he was great, I feel like a lot of his numbers got pumped up because of that senior season. Because if you take that away, he actually was 15 and 18 in his, in his career with Arizona state. And again, like I'm not a quarterback wins guy. This is just stuff worth noting because if you were counting quarterback wins, probably a little more important in college than it is in the pros. Number one, no surprise to anyone. To me, it's undisputable. I won't hear an argument for it. It's Danny White. Danny White, 32 and four, three years as a starter. Three and oh in Fiesta Bowls. Three and oh in three years. The Fiesta Bowl was essentially like the Arizona State Bowl. Me and Connor used to joke all the time that it has now become the Sun Bowl, which is the Sun Devil Bowl. No, 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 no. Back in the 70s, the Fiesta Bowl, that was Arizona State's stomping ground. And now we know the Fiesta Bowl as one of the most important bowl games in, in the entire bowl landscape. It's up there with a Rose Bowl and a Sugar Bowl and an Orange Bowl, a Cotton Bowl. The Fiesta Bowl is actually one of the playoff games that gets rotated. The Fiesta Bowl, sure, maybe didn't mean as much in the 70s. But when you look at the history of it and you see that Arizona State is 5-1 and one in Fiesta Bowls, including a stretch where they went to, I think, four straight, or it might have been five straight. It was five in like six or seven years. It was something insane. And they won them. They only lost one, which came later on. But Danny White was 3-0 and in them. And Danny White started the Frank Cush dynasty, or at least was there towards the end of it. He was the most important player that Frank Cush has ever had. Frank Cush, the Hall of Fame, College Football Hall of Fame and Arizona State Hall of Fame head coach. The field is named after him. Danny White is probably the biggest reason that Frank Cush had so much success. Meanwhile, he was still able to get some good numbers. He had almost 7,000 passing yards in three years in 71, 72, and 73. That's, that's stupid. That's insane. He threw 64 touchdowns in three years in the early 70s. That's just insane, guys. Truly think about that. And just think about what he could have done in today's game. He was so smart. He was so talented. Great passer. Made guys around him better. Went on to have NFL success for what it's worth. Like I said, he won He won a Super Bowl with the Cowboys. He might have even won two Super Bowls. But just like how how Jake Plummer is beloved in Arizona because he played with the with the Cardinals Danny White is beloved in in Texas because of the success that he managed to have with the Cowboys the the impact that Danny White had at Arizona State cannot be overstated to me if we're talking purely Arizona State not NFL success Danny White is the greatest Arizona State Sun Devil of all time I feel very confident in that but who knows? Maybe my opinion will change as we progress through the rest of the series. That's right. This is going to be a full series that we're going through in the offseason. Next week, I have not decided if we're doing running backs or wide receivers first. That is yet to be seen. But we will be tackling running backs and wide receivers at some point. Probably going to go very briefly through like offensive linemen and tight ends and whatnot. Defense, I'm thinking, is just going to be a whole series by itself. I don't know if I can break it down piece by piece. 
With that being said, though, that is my top 10 quarterbacks of all time. Tell me how much you hated my list or tell me how much you love my list or tell me how biased I am about Taylor Kelly in the comments in YouTube. If you are watching on YouTube, if you are subscribed anywhere else, because this podcast is free and available on all platforms like Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, leave a comment there, like, share, five stars, subscribe, all that good stuff. At me on Twitter, tell me how terrible my list is at RichieBrads36. You can also find the Locked on Sun Devils podcast on Twitter as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Please make sure to be staying up to date on the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, especially as we cruise through an offseason that's going to be a very long one, but a very telling one. And in the meantime, while you're trying to find good content, just sit here and enjoy the the series that I've got going on for you guys. Thank you so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Go ahead and make your second listen Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Just like the Locked on Sun Devils, it is free and available on all platforms. And guys, until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.